Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Well, I'm going to start by reading in Psalm 23 a really, really familiar passage to most of us. The only problem with super familiar passages is sometimes they're over familiar, aren't they? And we just sort of read through them and, uh, and don't think about it too much. But Psalm 23, verses 1 to 6. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I want to share today on what I've called when God speaks. When God speaks. This theme, I think for me, is, is one of the themes that goes through my head regularly about God's voice and his speaking and his leading. Because ultimately for all of us, I think there's one aspect that I want to sort of get to today, and that is living with true freedom, I believe, can be defined very simply by following the voice of the Lord. Living in true freedom looks like following the voice of the Lord. I was looking up a whole lot of things about freedom and about um, humanity, and, and there's a whole lot of religions, and they define freedom in different ways. Ultimately, they're very selfish. They're very self-centered. They're very self-gratifying, self-seeking. And a lot of them sound good. And they, in fact, they sound amazing. But very few of them center in on what Christianity calls true freedom. And that is freedom from this body, freedom from this earth, freedom from sin. And that is hearing God's voice for our lives calling us home. That eternal voice to eternity. And we as Christians, we as believers have the greatest voice of all time yearning us forward, always pulling us forward toward eternity. So when God speaks, ultimately he's, he's pulling us homeward, isn't he? He's pulling us in a direction that is towards him. It's closer to him. And so there's a few things I want to just share really coming out of Psalm 23. Interestingly enough, this Psalm, Psalm of David, he wrote, Psalm 22 as well. 22 is kind of a battle psalm. He's going through all sorts of stuff and he's really confused. You can read it after and you'll see it's very different than Psalm 23, contrasting. And Psalm 22, you can see him asking all these questions and keep the enemies from me and, you know, save me, save me, save me. And then Psalm 23 comes. It must have been in a different year, a different season that he wrote this one because all of a sudden he's, he's graceful and he's peaceful. And he's lacking nothing and he's lying down in green pastures. Very different than Psalm 22. And this goes to show how contrasting our lives can be sometimes. One minute we're in a storm, the next minute we're in faith. 
One minute the enemy is attacking us and the next minute we're getting hold of him and we're taking ground. One minute we might feel full of faith and hopeful and destiny about what is to come and then we're fearful and anxious and worried and this is the human state, isn't it? It's, it's a little bit up and down and sometimes we question why, why, why is this? Why is that happening? Why is that not happening in my life or their life? And we have all these questions. And then at other times, we've got all the answers under the sun. And so this journey of life, I believe, is there's a rudder that goes throughout Christianity, and it's the voice of God. When God speaks to us, things happen. When we hear God's voice, even in a little way, in a small way, peace comes. We can be going through a storm. We can be having a rough time of life. And all of a sudden, we can be lying in green pastures, so to speak, because finally we've heard his voice. And as I've said many times, for me, unlike you know many other people maybe, but my experience is that God speaks very small, very quiet, small little phrases at fragmented random points in time, sometimes when I'm seeking him, sometimes when I'm not. Because he, he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, but he isn't an instant rewarder when we want him. Do you know what I mean? I posted something on Facebook recently about vending machine God because I, I was just going through the process of how in the Western church we treat God like a vending machine sometimes. I want a crunchy bar and I'm putting my $2 in and I expect a crunchy bar. And if that thing jams up, I'm going to whack that thing so hard. I'm going to wobble it, even though it's bolted to the ground. I'm going to still wobble it and make sure I get my $2 worth. In fact, I don't feel like a crunchy bar. I want some nuts today. No, I want some. And I don't even like anything in that vending machine. I'm going down to Coles. I'm going somewhere that's got something that I want. Because when Christianity becomes about us, it's a very selfish, self-seeking kind of uh, lifestyle, isn't it? But this is not the God we serve. When he speaks to us, he often stretches us. And so I want to just look at a couple of things. Um, if we look at Psalm 23, he starts all peaceful. But one of the things that you almost get a sense of, especially coming out of Psalm 22, that maybe who knows when that was written, and chronologically, who knows exactly where it was placed, but it was coming out of a battle, out of a struggle, out of a fight, and then we find peace. Often when we first hear God's voice, and this is the case for me, but I think I've seen this in, in a lot of people, when we first hear God's voice, or maybe we feel him just, just pulling on something, there is what I want to call hesitancy. When we, we hear God's voice maybe just whirring in the back of our mind, he's calling us onto something or calling us towards something, we go, ooh, is that God? No, that, that isn't. That's, that, no, I'm just going to keep busy. I'm going to keep reading the word of God because that can't be God's voice. And so if you find that he's asking you to do something and there's that hesitancy, don't ignore it. Don't ignore that hesitancy or even that, just resistance, a little bit of resistance, because there can be a battle going on between spirit and flesh. Galatians 5.17 says, For the flesh desires what, it is what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with one another, 
so that you are not to do whatever you want. And this is an interesting journey. We have our flesh, our humanity, our, 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 the sin life, if you like, and our spirit, our born again, new nature with Jesus, warring against each other. And sometimes we have to still ourselves and sometimes the spirit will speak and the flesh will resist. The spirit will whisper something and the flesh will go, no, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. And so sometimes we have to dial down and take, go down and lie in green pastures, so to speak, or go somewhere so we can just still ourselves and say, Lord, speak again. Speak again. And I believe if God is speaking to us at any time throughout our life, he will speak again. He will reaffirm his word. He will confirm his word. And so if you're going through a season where you're asking him for some stuff. Normally at the end of the year or the beginning of New Year, we do New Year's resolutions. And I mean, we get very disappointed a few months in because we've not kept to any of them. Uh, but God's always speaking. New Year, old year, it doesn't matter. He's always speaking. He's willing. He's able. And so begin asking him questions. Ask him big questions for this coming year. What do you want, Lord? What does it look like? What do you have for me? What would you have me put my hand to? What would you have me invest my life and my energy into in 2021? And watch what he says. He might not answer, answer instantly because he's not a vending machine. But, but as you lie down in green pastures, as you take time, I believe he is, as Psalm 23 says, he's preparing a table before us in the presence of our enemies. So even in struggles, even in strife, he's already preparing stuff for us. Yielding is often the next step. So once we've heard God's voice and maybe that whisper, maybe that yearning, and maybe even today you're, you're sitting here and you know there's a yearning of God. Uh, one of the things that, that I am continually praying and asking God is even in normal seasons, Normal seasons. Do you know what I mean? When there's no lightning going on, there's no breakthroughs happening, there's no, you know, monster uh, records being broken in your life, maybe in the natural or spiritually. These are the seasons where God tests us. These are the seasons where he whispers things to us. Are you going to be faithful with the little? Are you going to be faithful with the things I put right in front of you? Not the big ones 10 years ahead, not the monster promotions, but the little promotions. Because sometimes the little things are harder to steward than the big things because no one sees them. No one, there's no fanfare. And so when we're faithful with those little things, when we yield and listen to that whisper, listen to that voice of the Lord, and I'm telling you, he's always whispering. He's always whispering something. I can remember numerous times throughout my life, four, five, six times, where I've heard one-line whispers that have changed my direction that have been pivotal in my life. The biggest one-line whisper I think I've ever had, actually there's two, and both of them were pivotal to calling us into things that God's called us to. The first one I can remember, I was the sales manager at a fiberglass pipe factory over there in Lonsdale, smelly fiberglass resin. I love it, still love it to this day. And um, those of you who can appreciate that will appreciate that. I know Jeff Burford does anyway. And Zeph, he had it in his lungs for eight years. But uh, I, I was walking, I was 24, I think, 24. I'd been working for this company for three years and it was, you know, it was a little bit of a, a ragtag operation in a way. Uh, and uh, I remember walking from the office out into the, into the factory and um, 
it was, it was not doing so well. And I remember just, I don't know why I did, but I just looked up to my right and, and I just heard a whisper, you will own this one day. And it was a very random thought. You know, I wasn't praying. I wasn't even fasting. I think I just had Hungry Jack's, you know, upgraded Whopper meal, large, extra large for lunch. And um, no, it was bacon double cheeseburger actually or something like that. Anyway. Hence, we live the way we do now. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, I just walked out there, heard the whisper, and it just stayed with me for a few minutes, like resonated. And, and the reason I'm explaining this is because I think many of you have had the same thing. The resonating whisper sentence of the Lord. Watch out for it. Because he'll speak to you in small resonating whispers. That will stay with you and you can miss it if you really want to. But you can't miss it if you go in the spirit and you say, all right, I think that's from you. Especially if there's a hesitancy because immediately as soon as I heard that, I thought, that's stupid. That's ridiculous. I'm a sales manager. I've got no experience. I've got no money. I've got nothing going for me. And see, all the, all the human reasons come forward, all the human reasons. And look throughout scripture. How many times did someone hear from the Lord and then immediately all the in the natural, oh, Moses, Esther, Joseph, Daniel, you, you name it. It's just like bang, bang, bang. In fact, it's kind of a pro forma for God's voice is the human nature says, I'm not good enough. And the Spirit's yearning us into bigger things. And the second time was when uh, my parents said, we're going to leave this place and uh, move on, church here. And I remember Karen and I were sitting down there and Karen turned to me and said, oh, this is ours. And I immediately went, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've already told that story so you, you know that. But I'm a, I'm a pastor's kid. <laughs> and I'd grown up here and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so I'm just like, no. At that stage, business was doing kind of well. And I was enjoying that. And, um, and so... Uh, months went by, months went by, and this time I was actually fasting. And I'd spent a few days water fasting. And, uh, and I remember one morning I was on the couch back at Hallett Cove at our house there, and I, I just, actually it was at night, um, and I was praying and just seeking God about this thing, and I, and I just heard him say, I have called you. As simple as that, I have called you reason I'm saying that is God's voice is so true. It's so sharp that I've found he doesn't use a whole lot of flattery. He doesn't use a whole lot of palaver. We do. We do. We put, you know, eggs and bacon and sauce and everything on even our prophetic words. We put so much cream on top. But his words are so true, so sharp. That when we just hear those words, those four, five, six, seven, eight words, whatever they are, and they resonate, and then there's a hesitancy, and, a, and then there's a yielding, then there's a process. And then we go through that process. And he's preparing a table for you, let me tell you that. He guides me along right paths for his name's sake. The reason he speaks to you and to me is for his name's sake, for his glory. He's guiding us along the right paths. He walks through us through the dark valleys, but then his voice comes and he provides peace, the still waters and his rod and his staff. 
They comfort us. You see the journey, the human journey, it's like navigating a river, isn't it? In and out, challenges, valleys, hills, and all of these things. It is completely normal if you have hilltop experiences and valley experiences. If you have struggles, you are a human. If you have doubts and fears and anxieties about yourself and other people, you are perfectly normal. Don't slap yourself any longer. You are perfectly normal. And so it's one of those things sometimes we have to realize this human journey is one of light and dark. It's one of the sin nature fighting against the spirit nature and the new nature. And the clearer we get and the more we hear his voice, the clearer he guides our paths. This, the next step that I've recognized is obedience. Once we've heard his voice, we've had that hesitancy, we then yield our spirits and we follow him. We then choose to obey. Or if we don't choose to obey, for a little while I've found that he keeps whispering, but the whisper gets quieter and quieter and quieter until it's just off in a distance and we can ignore it. And this is how people, what some call backslide. That whisper gets further and further away. Church fellowship community gets further away. Jesus gets further and further and further away. Or we get further and further away from him, whichever way you want to explain it. But he's still there. His voice is just really small because we've distanced ourselves. He's still there. The beliefs are the same. Everything's the same. And this is how we can see people. They wander from Jesus. They maybe wander from the truth. He's still there. It's just quieter and stiller because when we dull down the voice of the Lord by our sin nature, he doesn't keep yelling. He doesn't keep yelling and bombarding us. He says, You have a free will. You can choose whatever you like. If you want grace, if you want heaven, if you want freedom, if you want life, I'll always be here. But for some reason, he's given us an absolute free will. And it's one of those human challenges, isn't it? And that's lastly where I want to finish this thing. Freedom and fruitfulness. This is what I believe this passage, Psalm 23, is talking about. Surely your goodness and love will follow me. All the days of my life. This is a promise. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days. All the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, I believe that this is talking about heaven, not a church. Because this is an eternal yearning. A promise of God for you and for me. If you are in Jesus and you are here today, you have a promise of eternal life. You have a prophetic word over your life that says you will be with Jesus forever. You will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Isn't that better than just dwelling even as good as Harvest Church is? Isn't that better than me interpreting that as the pastor and saying you'll dwell at Harvest Church forever? You know, it sounds good, doesn't it? But it's not, et- it's not good enough for, for us, really. It's not good enough for me. I need something eternal. I need something that's going to last more than just walls of a church, that's going to be kingdom authority given by God. Whether I come or go, I dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And that's the promise of Jesus Christ. And if you don't know him and you're here today, give your life to him. Give your life over to him. Yield to his voice. And just say, all right, Jesus, I've, I've heard the truth and I've yielded you long enough. I'm going to live for you because I want to I dwell forever with you. Earth is not good enough. Earthly pleasures are not good enough. 
many are trying right now, even over Christmas and in this season and all over the world, billions of people are trying to satisfy that need, that craving. Many have turned away from the Lord and they're trying to do whatever they can to be happy for this temporal time. But if that's it, if that's it, it's so sad, isn't it? It's really sad. Because as much as we want longevity here on earth and we want vitality and health and all that sort of stuff, it's only a blip in eternity. It's only a tiny dot compared with eternity. We want to dwell with the Lord forever in his house. And here on earth, if we hear his voice, I believe when he's speaking, and I believe he's speaking to all of us, and, and it's maybe a small word, maybe a long sentence, whatever it looks like, Be obedient to his voice. Listen to his voice. Because wherever he leads you, whatever he does, just like in my couple of examples, both times, I actually, my first response was no. I don't want to do that. I actually don't want to do that. And I've got good biblical precedent to run on to say that is the human nature that rises up because the spirit is always pulling forward into something that we don't actually feel comfortable with. God will call you into things you're not comfortable with. Why does he do that? Because he wants to advance his kingdom. He wants to advance his kingdom. He wants to advance you and to me. And so he keeps stretching us. Don't avoid the stretching. Don't postpone the expanding of the tent and the stretching forth of the tent pegs. Because I believe, and I don't have to be a prophet to say this, but he will stretch you in 2021 in ways that he didn't in 2020. This is just the human journey. And he will stretch us in ways that we weren't planning. And we will have to have faith to believe that it's God and not other situations. But we trust in him and we look to him. And when we're hearing his voice, I believe he's a good heavenly father. He gives us signposts along the way, doesn't he? Signposts that we can look at, that we can hear his voice saying, no, yes, we can read his word. And it's like a rudder that will direct our paths and it will keep us on the straight and narrow. He'll give us good people around us that if we'll just ask them, if we'll trust them and their life is really fruitful and good, that we just say, hey, what do you think of this? And they'll go, hmm. Uh, you know, and if they don't say anything and they're a really nice kind of person, that's normally a no. I've learned that over time. There's a few leaders that we have as mentors and uh, just fathers in the faith for Karen and I. Peter McHugh is one and Murray Avril is another. And, um, and you guys know them. We've, we've had them many times now. But, uh, you know, I've learned something about um, mature Christians who are more mature than myself that when I ask them a direct question... Uh, and it's a no in response, they're not, they don't give me the no. They give me a, you know, merry-go-round. They give me a roundabout lovely answer because they don't want to be directly honest. And so they give me this roundabout generic, you know, maybe go back and seek the Lord about that one. Maybe, okay, I hear you. I hear you. And then, you know, topic is changed nicely. I'm sorry, Peter, if you're listening, you, I love you, but, you know, <laughs> he's the king of this. It's been good for us. It's been good for us because we don't always get the vending machine God. We don't always get what we want. We want a crunchy bar. But he wants to give us some health little bar with no gluten and no dairy and something in it. God will give us what we need. And we might not know we need it at the time, but he'll give it to us anyway. 
because he's a loving heavenly father. He's a loving heavenly father. And so he knows in advance what we need. So listen for his voice in the next two to three months. You know, we're in this holiday season. You know, there'll be some flowery shirts come out, board shorts, thongs, and, you know, all sorts of things. There'll be, there'll be sock tans like you've never seen before. It's a big thing in our household, sock tans, for some reason. Yeah, if you wear socks. Thong, yeah. I'm going to say flip-flop, flip-flop tans is another thing. I won't say thong tans, you know. Anyway, I can see Gary Parkinson's is warming up over in the corner. So, there, yeah, I know, I know. We're just going to move on. I want to finish with this. Thomas Jefferson said this, He who gives his freedom for safety gets none of them. The interesting thing, if we want to stay where we are and stay safe, we're probably not going to get the fruitfulness that God actually wants. That stretching forth, that bigness of God, that watering way out there and the roots that go deep down. God will stretch us, but God will bless us. God will do good things. He will expand our mind. He will expand our prayers. Pray some big prayers in this season. I dare you to. Pray some big prayers in this season. I'll do it myself. I've written down some notes. I'm not willing to pray them just yet. But, you know, during this coming week, I've set myself to just begin to pray some big prayers again. Believe God again for some of those big things. Get rid of the, get rid of the doubt and the fear and even the disappointment of the past. Because every human gets disappointed. Every human gets hurt. If we stop at that, we forfeit the bigger things. And so we want bigger things, don't we? Let's stand together. I want to just pray. And Awesome. Lift your hands. Let's pray. Let's believe God for a fresh new season over our lives. And just even by faith, begin to just activate that in your life. So, Lord, I thank you for this great family here at Harvest Church. And, Lord, I pray that you would spur us on to greatness, that you would give us your big prayers in this coming season, that you would give us faith to see, you would give us eyes to see what you have ahead. And, Lord, we pray that you would help us to yield, to be obedient, to follow after you. And I pray that you would surprise us with your goodness surprise us with your goodness. And Lord, that as we lay in the green pastures by the still water, you'd prepare that table. You would crush the enemy and that you would expand our tent, stretch forth the tent pegs, Lord, and let our spirits rise up with fresh belief, fresh understanding, fresh voice, yearning us toward the, the good things that you have for us. Lord, I pray for any who suffer from disappointment who suffer from fear, fear of stepping out, the self-rejection, rejection of others. Today, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would wash us clean, that you would wash us and break the chains that hold us back from your best and that you would release by the power of your Spirit, the power of the blood of Jesus, fresh eyes, fresh faith and understanding to see again, to believe again, to hear again, that your voice would speak. And I pray even over this week 
in this coming season that you would speak words of love, that you would speak your prophetic words to us, your expanding words to us for this fresh new season. And Lord, we just thank you for your best over every house, every family, every relationship. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. And we say, let your kingdom come and let your will be done in our lives here in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Well, we just bless you guys. Have an amazing week.